Hi, welcome to That Reminds Me Of, a podcast about film and the films that remind us of that film. You're here with Baron and the Doc. And the Maestro. Do we need another drink? Yes, we do. Yeah. We're recording. Yes, we are. Baron, how are you, mate? Good, Doc. How are you? I'm not, I think I'm okay. You're right. Yeah, all things considered, I yeah. think I'm in good form. Good, good. There's plenty going on in the world. Isn't there? In the world and in our world. Oh, yeah. Isn't work just hectic? It's just gone next level on us. Yeah. Everything's happening all at once. Next level. But I'm approaching this little session as we initially envisaged. Do you know when we started this whole nonsense? What, two years ago two and years 58 ag- episodes ago? 58? Yeah, today's okay. 58. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but it was just the fact that we were talking about films and then we just record and enjoying talking about film. Yeah. And then we just started recording ourselves for, you know, giggles. Great. Yes. Uh, I feel I've had a busy couple of weeks and I've just been looking forward to having a chat with you and I don't care if the cameras are running or not. Let's, I agree. I just I just want to have a, you know, 45 minutes of therapy. That's why we got into this. Yeah. That's what this is all about, really. That's exactly what it's all about. So I don't care at audience. Look, I love yous. Yeah. But, you know, this is more about us. This is two dudes talking about films just because they like it. It's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I ask how, oh, look, do we want to even talk about what we're doing? I, I, don't, I haven't been doing much I other than work, but do you have anything to tell me? No. No? Not really. Nothing that we haven't already talked about. Okay. I'm happy this time to just get straight into the film. Okay. Well, I'm going to start with a question. Okay. Would you still recognize me? If I was wearing a Batman mask. Well, <laughs> yes. Yes. I think I would. Therein lies the problem <laughs> <laughs> with Batman in all these iterations. Oh, yeah. The fact that he, he swans around with a, with a mask on mm. and then everyone can't work out that it's actually Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Isn't that the problem with almost all of these superhero situations? Yeah. Well, think Superman. Superman's the worst. He's not even wearing a mask. That's the worst. It's I'd... just Clark Kent without his glasses. The fact that the, anyone thought that was ever going to pass and then it did is yeah. amazing to me. Yeah, anyway. That suspension of disbelief. That's what you do though, don't you? That is what it, that's what it all is. Mm. Um, and the fact that you can get away with that level of just, he's just wearing some glasses. They're not even... They're not even like shades. They're not big <laughs> no. shades. They're, they're, they're literally just horn rim glasses or whatever those yeah. things are called. And that's enough. He looks exactly the same. He's exactly. The same sexy Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Reeve or Reeves? 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 I don't know. It's a great Should question. Know. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Should have done the research on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't know we were going to end up here. No, um, no, no. I didn't. Um, that, was, that was ad lib. Yeah. But, you know... Batman's probably more disguised than mm. most. Yeah. And still, you can generally kind of tell what's going on there, right? Well, you can tell if it's Val Kilmer, you can tell, you can pick those yes. lips a miles, miles yeah. away. And of course, if it's Batman, you've got so little acting wise to play with don't, that don't. they need to have a cool mouth. Like that's part of it. It needs to be a chiseled jaw, very square chin, lips of, Interest of some sort, like you got to be able to offer something here, yeah. and all of them have had that. Yeah, I would say that Pattinson, Pat, Pattinson, Pat. Oh no, I've done well, it again. I think it's Pattinson. Pattinson, thank you. Yeah, I, I think he probably has the weakest chin and jawline whoa, whoa, whoa. of all of the Batman's we've had so far. Slow down, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slow down, and let's first introduce the fact that today on episode whatever it is, <laughs> 58. 58, Yep, we are talking about the Batman. Uh, directed by Matt Reeves, yep. starring Robert Pattinson yep. and um, Lenny's daughter. Yep, Zoe. And uh, a host of others. Um, apparently, Corin Farrell's in it. You could have fooled me. The the most makeup on a person possible since um, any one of the uh, Winston Churchill films, I suppose. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, good reference. Okay, should have yes. left that till the end. I know. I actually didn't really think about that one until now, but you're right. Um, he was you could not recognize him at all. He was more difficult to recognize than Batman. Well, we're jumping around, but let's okay. let's deal with Colin Farrell because yeah. I knew he was in the film, but I didn't. I oh, was, you didn't. The okay. whole time I was like, who is this? 
is this a young Robert De Niro somehow transported from the past into this film and then with sort of fat man makeup on? That uh, was that was the vibe I was getting from him. I, I just thought he was some sort of C-grade actor who had been elevated <laughs> sort of late career <laughs> right. into this, you know, um, notable role. Yeah. And I thought he was great. Uh, I've always loved Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yeah. He's a favourite. Yeah. But I wouldn't have picked him in a million years. Nope. I want to watch it again because I, I, through the movie, not for one second was I thinking Colin Farrell. Yeah, interesting. I wasn't either. I was wondering the whole time who, who it was. Mm. I just I knew there was somebody un- younger underneath that makeup, younger and skinnier, but I just couldn't figure out at all who, who we were looking at. Mm. Interesting. So that was an interesting surprise. Um, Jeffrey Wright, always great. We're getting into cast now. Um, Taturo, always great. Always great. I enjoyed him. Paul Dano, 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 always great. Um, who else we got? Andy Serkis, Peter Skarsgård. And then right at the very end, my boy, Barry Keegan. He is your boy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said, what was he in? Eternals. He was in oh, Eternals. And, and Green Knight. The Green Knight. And a few things. Yes. And I've just, every time I see him, I think this guy is a star. When's mm. he going to explode? And he's there. He's there bubbling away. I think a lot of directors have recognized how cool yeah. he is. Uh, he just hasn't had his big moment yet. It's going to come. Yeah. It has to come. He's like the 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 kettle on the on the fire that you can hear bubbling, yes. but it hasn't started whistling yet. Yeah, you got it. You know yeah. it's coming. Yeah, yeah. He's he's going to go far. He's just got something. He's got mm. something. It's great. So, he kind of reminds, like I said before, a young Edgerton is what I get from him. Ah, yeah, yeah. Mm. How do we bring any sort of structure to this conversation? Because well, I think there's so much to talk about, and like the 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 million dollar question is what we thought about the film. Yes. Um, I don't know if we start there or not, but how would you like to structure this, the Batman conversation? Okay. Right. Let's go back to the beginning. Hmm. The Batman. What is the Batman about? I will read the crappy IMDb synopsis we will discuss and then we'll get into what we thought about the film. Should okay. we do that? There's an actual synopsis about the Bat. Okay. Well, whatever, the, no. the one-liner, yeah? You do it. Okay. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer begins murdering young political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. Kind of happens. That's, that's what happens. That's that's fair. Yeah. yeah. It's one of the stronger Yeah, it doesn't men- mention he teams up with Catwoman. No. And... But they've only got but a fine. certain number of words to play with, don't that's they? That's true. And, and this is three hours, so... Yeah. To, to get three hours into 30 words is, is pretty hard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think that basically covers Solid it. Solid effort. Yeah. IMDb. Good work this time. Mm. Whoever wrote... See, when, see IMDb uh, <laughs> synopses are just written by whoever is in the production company that has that job of like writing the IMDb mm. synopsis, like whoever that person is for each, for each one. Okay, so I'll, I'll withdraw my credit for IMDb. Yeah, they've like got that. nothing to do with it. But this is a, this particular person, whoever was involved in this DC Batman thing, did an okay job this time. Good work. Well, the, the main person involved, of course, is Matt Reeves. Yes, yes. And maybe that's a good place to start. Like, yeah. Uh, what do you know of Matt Reeves? Nothing. Like I don't know the name, um, but... I looked him up mm. and I saw the second and the third Planet of the Apes films and I thought they were solid. I thought the yeah. first one was better than the second and third, mm. but the second and third were good follow-ups. Uh, what else has he done? Let Me In, the cov- the the remake of Don't Let Me In. I think I've seen Don't Let Me In. Is that where, Where's that from? That was made elsewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, in... Somewhere, somewhere else in northern <laughs> Europe. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I even going to so. guess which of those sort of Scandinavian countries it's from. I think I saw that at a festival, and I think I loved it. And I think Beautiful. Matt Reeves probably loved it too. And but I haven't seen his version. I think I've seen both, oh. and I think they're both good. I think he did a solid job. The original's better, but he did a solid job. Mm. And then um, what was the other one? Cloverfield. Well, let me let me talk about Cloverfield for yeah. one second because Cloverfield reminded me of you. Mm. Yes. Was uh, that have Creatures you seen Cloverfield? Dark, dark places. Yeah. Yeah, it was really reminiscent. Like it came first, but still, for me, it came second. 
of your um, dino film, Evie, mm. uh, because the, the treatment of the monster in Cloverfield, like it's a great film for starters and, yeah. and done on, I, I believe, a relative shoestring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the monster is kind of uh, introduced piecemeal. You see bits of it here and there and it builds up to a a view of the monster that's quite, you know, you, you see it in all its glory later in the film. But I, I could imagine what had gone into that whole process and how 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 um how big a deal it would have been about when you see the monster and how much of the monster and how important it is and that really reminded me of of your journey on Evie. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And it was similar. well executed as as was yours. Thank you, man. I similar approaches I think, definitely. Mm. And that film probably was in the back of my mind to some mm. degree as another good reference for that kind of storytelling. Yeah. Absolutely. Haven't got a lot of money. You want monsters, you want to keep them in the dark so you don't see too much. You want to keep that suspense and tension going for as long as possible and then have a big reveal at some point. And they've still got to look decent. Yes. The reveal has yeah. to be big for all that sort of has to pay off yeah. all of that suspense and tension you've been building, but you don't want to then destroy it all. You don't want to like blow it all out of the water. You've got to keep some still. You've yeah. got to keep something up your sleeve. Yeah. You've got to keep people coming back for more. Yeah, it's, it's a good point. So you and Matt Reeves, man. Well, yeah. Brothers. Brothers in arms. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I think I think he's got a solid catalogue of films mm. and I think this is his best by far. So now we're getting to the meaty part of the conversation. Yeah. I really wanted to know what you thought of it and it sounds like you loved it. I actually, so, okay, first off, mm. before we get into lo- whether we loved it or not, yeah, I think it's worthwhile discussing what were you, what were your impressions from the trailer before you went in right you just saw okay there's another batman film coming out mm. it's called the batman there's this trailer and you know things happen in it am i excited about this film does it look good what 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 were your thoughts that's a great question with an ordinary answer mm. because i i didn't see the trailer oh you missed the trailer i missed the trailer i don't i don't typically I'm not a connoisseur of trailers. Yeah. Um, so, but but it's the question still stands as far as how I, what I went into the film thinking. Your emotional journey. My emotional heading in. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that's a that's a a ripe question because yep. last episode was Macbeth, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I think surely I can't remember, but surely we discussed the fact that Macbeth and Shakespeare have been overdone. Right. Maybe not overdone, but done done a million, over and over times. and over. Yeah. Like Batman is is. In that vein, like yep. it's the Macbeth of popular culture. It is. Yeah. And actually you changed my mind a little bit about that because I've always thought just by talking about the fact that Shakespeare has been done a mm. gazillion times in many, many formats and ways, it just made me realise that this is not a new thing. This has been happening forever. Oh, re- We've been retelling. revisiting and retelling. Yeah, and like not just retelling the story the same stories in the way of like, well, there's only seven stories and we keep retelling them or whatever Mm. that, whatever, however you want to look at it. But actually like Macbeth has been, you know, those specific stories, those specific characters have been retold over and over again. Mm. And I was looking down on this whole Spider-Man, Batman phenomenon that we've been going through and thinking this is the most ridiculous shit ever. Like Mm. why do we keep revisiting these things? And then you mentioned Shakespeare. I was like, well, okay, touche, I think, to some degree. I think it's as you get older, you 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 rack up more years. Yeah. And, you know, you not not everyone, not the kids of today yeah. haven't necessarily seen uh, Chris Nolan's versions mm-hmm. or let alone bloody Tim Burton's, yeah. let alone the 60s. Right. Um, let alone the comics. Yeah. Um, so... And the comics keep there's there's new spins on Batman with mm-hmm. the, with the comics as as well. That's a whole other thing. Yeah, I, I've not never got into the comics. Like I had a couple when I was a kid, but not to the yeah. point that I knew what they were all about really. Um, but well, the 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 Batman though the let's talk about the mm-hmm. as opposed to just Batman. That's yep. a cool little um, a cool little thing, isn't it? Like, yeah, and that harks back to the comics for me. I think so. Yeah. And also I think uh interesting 
interestingly, in this whole, you know, DC universe mm. thing where we've got like just two seconds ago, Ben Affleck running around in a, in a Batman suit mm. alongside Aquaman and the Flash and all these other characters and Wonder Woman, that we've got a new Batman film where the director has made a conscious choice to say, let's leave all those characters out of this story. Like, I don't want to do that thing. Mm. Like, I great, cool, do the DC Universe thing, but this is separate. We're doing a new one. It's going to be completely separate. I believe this Batman is kind of meant to open up a new universe. Yeah. Yeah, is I that, think so. Yeah, like we're introducing the Riddler and the and the Joker and everything. It feels like it's starting again. Yeah, it's starting again. Um, it's 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 a complete reboot and with a new take on the on the world and the mm. way it looks and feels and we can get into that. Um, I guess the reason I asked the question about the trailer is yes, that that's where we started. That's where we started. Is that I saw the trailer and I was immediately turned off. I just didn't. Really? I just did not expect anything good to ha- become of this film at all. For what? What? What turned you off? What were the the little? Well, it felt things. very Nolan-esque, like the whole thing felt yeah. from the trailer like we were getting into basically a new take on Nolan's Batman. Yeah. And it was just to do with it was to do with the emphasis on the vehicle and the grunginess of the world and the dark grittiness of it, like it um it just from the trailer and there were specific moments in the trailer like mm. moments from the penguin car chase that just felt so much like the scenes that we had seen with the trucks exploding and flipping and yeah. and the vehicle in in like the in the in the Nolan films that just seemed like we were treading the same ground. Yeah. And it didn't inspire me at all. I, just, I thought this is this is a disaster. Uh, but then I started hearing all these positive things about the film from other people, which I tried to ignore, and went to see the film and that was a whole different thing. Well, I think we had different uh, run-ups to it, but mm-hmm. The overall um, going in impression was the same. Right. I was thinking, what's the point? Like yep. I've, I've seen a million Batmans already. Yeah. Feels like five minutes ago. Yeah. And what is the point of this film? And there better damn well be a point of difference yep. that I can latch on to and enjoy. I agree. And I think there was. Yeah. Yeah. And so he went for three hours. That's an obstacle. But I really, really enjoyed it and I'd almost say loved it. I, I think there's a f- couple of pockets that I, I can be critical of, mm-hmm. but for the most part it's a it's a it's a win. Yeah. Oh I'm I'm looking forward to hearing about the critical pockets. Did pockets you pockets of criticism. Did you have any? Um let's maybe we don't even deal with them yet. Let's deal with the good parts first. Yeah. Good but parts I, I want a, a little sneak Not, peek of whether you had any. Nothing major, no. I think most of it all Mostly it all worked for me. I mean, I mm. think part of the issue, one of the issues that I have in general with these films and particularly Batman films is that it's very difficult for any of the characters to really sing in these films. Mm. And it's just because the world is so overbearing. Yeah. The the whole Batman Gotham City thing is just so... I don't know what I don't know even know how to to explain it really. It's mm. it's like such a character in itself and just the way it's all approached. Yeah. That um the people don't feel real in some way. Well, yeah, but look, I'd almost say in this version of it mm. that that was a bit of the triumph that I agree. Many of the people do feel real. Ah. And no, not I don't well, okay. Well, well yeah, maybe you don't agree, but yeah. Yeah, um you you, you take I don't know, any other version of Batman and they're hyper real and they're superheroes. I know Nolan is is grittier and Burton is comic book, Mm. but, you know, they're still larger than life. Yeah. This one felt like it's grounded in reality. I think I wrote somewhere in my notes I wrote realism. Mm. Um, When you see, you know, in putting his mask, for example, you can see the stitches in his mask. So it's clearly a, a homemade mask. Yeah. And he, the Batmobile is just a, you know, a pretty ordinary muscle car and the the it's on planks of wood as a, you know, what do you call it, when a car's elevated on the, like in the mechanic shop. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with, with just some random cover over it. Yeah. Nothing is 
it's not we're very far removed from um what's his name iron man type of yeah territory this that is, is true gritty and human and real and that made it good good for me yeah i sort of took that as being its own flavor of comic book though ah. style you know like it, yeah, it, yeah. It, it it felt so gritty and so yep uh, like a world on the brink of self-destruction that it became comic book to me in its approach. It was it was mm. like it was like the graph it was like a dark graphic novel. That's yeah. that's what the Good whole point. film felt like to me, which I loved. Yeah. But I still felt like all of the actors can't really peek through that very easily. Yeah. I, th- I think they were all solid and yeah. they did their part perfectly for what this is. Um but I come out of these films going, uh, I, I've seen all of these actors do better or be better in, in, in other films. Have you seen much of Zoe Kravitz? Um, yeah, I'm sure. I just can't think of what I've seen yeah, her in me either, off the top she, of my head. I know solid. I've seen her in stuff. I thought she was great. Yeah, she was probably the most interesting character in there for me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I like Robert Pattinson too. Like, And he... You know, he gets mixed emotions from me. Um, yeah. I, I never, I haven't seen an episode of Twilight, so I don't know the origin story of Robert Pattinson. But I've seen him since, and sometimes he's just bloody awesome. Yeah. In the lighthouse that we've reviewed, he yeah. was awesome. Yeah. It's... And in the other one we did, what was it called? Oh, the, the, the devil the all the time. One. Yeah. I thought he was awful. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gone from awesome to awful in two different films. In this film, I thought he was really well cast. I thought he um, had that, brought that emo sort of vulnerability to the character. And um, opposite to what you thought, I thought his jawline and his mouth and everything you see physically <laughs> yeah. was quite striking. And I thought he, there were some, just some great shots that really emphasized the the physicality of his his face mm. and his jaw that looked more Batman than I think any of the previous ones I've seen. Yeah, that's interesting. I I guess I I've my image of Batman is somebody who's been working out and fighting and stuff more. You know, just has a body and a face that looks a bit more like a like a UFC fighter or something. That's what I would imagine a Batman to be. You know what I mean? But that's that's the sort of the hero, yeah, I know what version, you mean. But this, I know this Batman is vulnerable, man. He, he, he is. He and and he's human, and he's on a journey, and he's learning. He's changing. He's a a round character, yeah, rather than a flat one, yeah. Very much so, actually. Like he, he's you can see him, you know, making decisions about his life and his direction in real time somehow. Yeah. Um, the thing is, though, right, Batman, okay, we're getting into nitty-gritties here, mm-hmm. nitty-gritty details, but it's a little bit like my problem with Wonder Woman. It's like you've well, got- Well, there's several problems with Wonder Woman. <laughs> it's just like if you're going to put an actor in a, in one of these characters like, yeah. where, where every day they're getting a beating, they're probably giving out the beatings most of the time, but that's physical still. Mm. And for them just to be slightly, to be underdeveloped, muscularly and to just not look like they've taken a beating ever bothers me. Okay, so so you love the film but you are a little bit bothered by the, you know, the believability of the Batman figure. Oh, I look, I think I'm just saying it's a it's a minor it's a minor thing, but when mm. I look at it when I look at when I looked at him in there, I was like Pattinson in in as Batman, it's it's a stretch for me. Mm. But I went with it. I went with it. The film's great. It was in theory for me, but he won me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay. So I think we're both generally saying good film. Positive. Positive. Um, and like, like you know, we, went in, we both went in a little skeptical. I was actually not just a little bit pleasantly surprised. I was very pleasantly surprised. I had a great time watching this film. Mm. It's just, I think what it is, is that you've got, so many of the elements in here are just on point, you mm-hmm. know, it, and, and and there's so much creativity that's gone into reimagining this this world in a way that feels fresh 
uh, you know, even though at the same time as it feeling fresh, I could see so many references mm. that were pouring into this that it, it just, um, I think it was one of the, the cinema experiences that I've had of recent years where I just felt like I was watching something new that felt like it was ex- an, an exciting cinema film, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I'm very happy you said that because I wasn't sure what you'd think. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just felt like like something new. And and I think what fed into that was that I really didn't think I would see something new. Mm, exactly. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, and it was it had notes of, of Chris Nolan stuff, I guess, because you know, um the the move from Tim Burton to Nolan was dramatic. Yeah. Um and the move from Nolan to um Reeves is not as big, mm. but it's still quite distinct and it's 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 a very different place that we're in. Yeah. Yeah. I think I you, you, I think so my first reminds me of would have to be Nolan's Nolan's mm. vision for Batman. It's just so in there. Mm. Uh but you changed the game, really. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh it changed the game for a lot of superhero films to follow, I think, that they as particularly ones that wanted to take a darker, more realis- like mm. more of a realistic take on the world, and uh, but then you can also see a bit of you can see a bit of Tim Burton's Batman in there as well. Like there are elements yeah. of both playing in there. Did you see with the uh, the one of the scenes early on with all the Jokers? You know, with all, all the yes, the guy, that that felt like a, a nod to Nolan in some respect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like that could have that that those characters and that mm. scene could have lived in Nolan's film, you know. Mm. I think, or one of those films, it could have easily. Yeah, it was, and just and just certain takes on like, um, you know, the penguin car chase scene where things are on fire. Like, uh, like I was saying before, that felt like so much like Nolan to me. Did you enjoy that car chase? I'm not a car chase guy, uh, mm. but I kind of liked it. I liked it too. Yeah. I liked it too. You know, I, this is the thing about this film is that I can see elements of so many other films in there mm. and I can see that Matt Reeves is a huge film buff and he's been collecting all these yeah. references, which we all do, but you can you get a real – you can almost see the the mood board. You can. For this film, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like on yeah. the wall, all of his references, you can see them in there. Yeah. And I actually love that. I think it's great. No, I do, I do too. And – uh, for a show that's called That Reminds Me Of, yeah. I had no problem coming up with films that it reminded me of. Like I, I'll miss a million of Me too. Them. I think I've forgotten half of them. But yeah. in, the, in the cinema I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh, the whole way through. Which is fun, yeah? Yeah, like it, it, it feels like you're in a, in a universe of film of people <laughs> that understand it. And 100%. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. nice. Yeah. Yeah, loads of them. Um, I mean, that scene you were just talking about with the kids with all the makeup on, mm. I can't remember the name of the band, but there's an amazing music video that has boys with like similar makeup going crazy mm. in it and it reminded me of that. Like so, you know, straight away I'm thinking, oh, he's seen that music video and yeah. it just feels like that moment. Um, of course, it reminded me of Nolan. It reminded me of the Joker. Like so there's so much going on. Mm. And a bit like that Glazer short film, remember the um, the one, the fall, I think it's called. Yeah, where all the um, yes, the the with people, the masks, the, with all the masks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've forgotten what the. It's called the fall. The fall. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, obscure. But obscure, but a good one. I've got a page worth of notes here, so I don't know where to start. But I feel like we haven't even scratched the surface yet. Well, no. Let me talk about. Um, another remind me of because mine are all sort of mixed in. Okay, go for it. So one of the things that was I felt was really strongly in here was that this he, he had taken the comic book, the graphic novel world mm. of probably a, a whole variety of graphic novels and had really imbued that into this film. This one to me felt more like a graphic novel than I think any of the other superhero films that I've seen mm. of, for for a long time. But what it reminded me of is the first time I saw Sin City. I knew you were going to say Sin City. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Because it did. It just it felt fresh in that way yeah. that when you first saw Sin City, you were like, I know I'm looking at a graphic novel that's been turned into a film because it's all there. 
Yeah. You know, you it's the whole vision is is has been realized in cinema. Mm. And this felt like that. Um, I think he mentions, let me see if I've got it here. Uh, yes, he was inspired by Darwin Cook's 2000 comic book, Batman, Ego, and Other Tales. So that's the one that in particular. But of uh, course, there's like Batman Year One, which is a, a famous graphic novel. Um, like there's, de- de- there's a lot that delve into this really dark world of Batman and, mm-hmm. and Gotham City. But I felt like you could just feel it in, this, in the cinema. That, and, and I haven't seen that for a while since City came to mind. Well, Sin City wasn't that a that was a moment in film, wasn't it? Because it was, yeah, you, like you said, it was really um, bringing the, the graphic novel to the screen, yeah, like like we hadn't seen before. Like yeah, that's I don't think there's anything like Sin City prior no, to it. I thought a little bit about uh, the Three Hundred because that's another one that that would have been after Sin City, though. Surely, uh, I think so. But but just in terms of this film sin city is a much closer reference yeah the backstory of the batman so this is this is not an origin story is it so it's the first in an, in a reboot yeah but it's not his origin story we're meeting him like you know mid flight i loved that yeah so did i i didn't need to see it again no cuz we've seen it right we we've, we've seen, seen that so many times yeah yeah, yeah. Um, i didn't need to see the pearls fall on the ground another time <laughs> no yeah. the melodrama yeah that's no. right but but i think we still got the essence of it yeah. in a clever way and i thought yeah. that was just clever filmmaking to you know we 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 saw scenarios that mirrored the backstory of of the batman but uh he, almost see his emotional response to those in a way. Yeah. So it was just clever. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, you know, to to enter the story where where we did, um, to also, because we've, we've had the Joker just presented to us so many times, mm. to have the Riddler, which we've seen, I mean, well, it's, Jim it's, Carrey, it's called the Riddler. Riddler. Yeah, so. Um, Very different. We, you know, we've both skipped over the fact that there were those couple films between Tim Burton's Batman films and um, Nolan's. Well, maybe we skipped over them for for a reason. Very good reason, but yeah, Riddler was in there, um, and that's fine. We can let that go. Was Riddler in those? Who was the Riddler in those films? So you know, there was. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how that how it all works, but there was. Um, okay, so there was Batman and Batman Returns by Nolan, hmm. uh, by. No. Um, uh, Tim Burton, mm. and then there was the one with Schwarzenegger and the one with uh, Jim Carrey, and that, that's when it went off the tracks. Yeah, those it? were the and and Robin and like yeah, um, I believe Halle Berry was Catwoman in one of those as well. Like yeah. it just got a bit crazy, and I, those weren't Tim Burton. I can't remember who made them, but mm. um, but they were they were still in the Tim Burton universe. Yeah, they've. It, well, yes and no, because we didn't have Michael Keaton anymore. We had yeah. Val Kilmer and George Clooney. That's right. So <laughs> I don't know what you well, call those two. Yeah, yeah. I, and yeah, anathema. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. So, okay. But they felt they felt similar. They were done in a similar kind of whatever. They were more inspired by the '60s stuff than by the graphic novels. Yeah, but you know, so that whole series, which started with just Batman, that was quite a a moment in cinema for me. Yeah, uh, personally, it was, and it, it, I'd known Batman as the the sixties thing. Then all of a sudden, this edgy, it felt edgy at the time, and it might have been because of the Prince soundtrack. Yeah, right. Were you were you conscious at this sort of time in in the world? Well, see, the thing is, I haven't seen those films for so long. No, I, me and, either. And I don't know if I was even aware of the Prince soundtrack at the time. Yeah, honestly. it was probably the first time that um, that I'd seen a uh, the crossover of film and music because because mm. Prince had this al- album that just had the big bat symbol on it, and it was. <laughs> it, I was just a kid. That's insane. But it, isn't it? it was overwhelming in popular culture. Was the, this early nineties or is that no? It would have been well, we well before early nineties, I think. Really? Where, where are we? Because I was in the world a young, right now? I was a youngster. Okay, so late eighties. Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. I, wow. I th- well, I'm not sure. We'll, yeah. we'll fact check that. Yeah. We don't have the maestro here today to do that. Where for is us the maestro? Time. He's not here today. He's he's, he's on, on location. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Um, but yeah, the the Tim Burton, the Tim Burton series was spellbinding in its way. Oh, totally. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You can see little elements of it in here. Some of the more comic. What's the right way to put it? There's some. There are some caricatures, and there are some. There are some over the top elements to the world that have that are in this film as well. What are they? Well, um, I think you could say the penguins are pretty like full on character. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't seem quite of this world. He's a little bit cartoony. Um, I would say though, in comparison, like the penguin, the, the penguin I remember, yeah. is from the sixties. Yeah, I don't know if there's been a penguin since, but yeah, there was one was, in those couple films. Was, there there? was uh, Danny, Danny DeVito. DeVito? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> um, but that, that Danny DeVito and the, the one prior were sort of outrageous. Yeah. This one seemed to be at least an attempt to make him a real person. Like he he even had a real sort of um, uh, role in society. He's a sort of 2IC to some crime boss. Right. So it was he was he was a a more real character than the previous. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. He just had sprinkles of outrageousness. Yeah. The yeah. only thing he didn't have was any resemblance at all to Colin Farrell. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, just for a moment, do you want to talk about some of the, the craft in this film? Please. Cinematography. Oh, there, there's a lot music, to talk about there. Set design, costume, like all of it. You start and I'll, I'll run with you. You know what? Honestly, actually, we could talk for ages, so mm. let's not get too into detail. However, I thought it was all quite beautiful. and. Yeah. Uh, the, the score I need to go away and listen to on its own. I think I was too overwhelmed while I was watching the film by well, everything to take it in, but I I want to go away and listen to it. Yeah, no, I think it, it's it's too overwhelming to be able to comment about intelligently. Mm, yeah, but the effect of it was was great. Yeah, I agree. Like, I think the score and the sound design, yep, were really first rate and were potentially the 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 main thing, like, you know, normally they don't get top billing, but um, I think they were one, one of the key things that made it a great film. I agree. And you could say that that's a bit of a Nolan thing as well because if mm. you, you come out of his films, and I remember coming out of, out of his Batman films, particularly The Dark Knight, just mm. feeling like I'd been hit in the chest by the score and the sound design and uh, mm. completely blown away by it. So, I, you know, I just feel like Matt Reeves has taken in a lot of what works in in from a bunch of different films and yeah. brought them into this in such a clever way. Well, I'll throw in a rem- what it reminds me of then. Yeah, and that's um, I'm sure we've we've probably referenced this film too many times to be credible. But Eyes Wide Shut. Okay. I really yeah felt Eyes Wide Shut early on. There was there was a vibe of the Batman walking the streets, mm-hmm. and there was soundtrack that was kind of slow moving and eyes wide shutty. So it, it uh, I, I just had the vibe of, of eyes wide shut. You know that eyes wide shut is very dependent on the just single notes and, mm, yeah. and, so, and, and, and slowing down the, yep. the tempo of things with the, with the sound design and that I, I had notes of that. Yeah. And then thematically, of course, we then discover that it uses that age-old cliche of all the sleazy men in the town, you know, being in on it. Yeah, and um, at you know, and in, in some sleazy bar within a bar. So thematically, it was kind of similar to Eyes Wide Shut, which I'm I'm kind of sick of that, to be honest. But yes, um, I know what you mean. That's a recurring theme. Squid Game as well. It's yeah. it's like whenever you the the evil within. Yeah, many scripts. Yeah, is just a whole lot of middle-aged white guys. Um, yeah, or like know, that. Doing um, who's that? What's that? Campion, Jane Campion TV show. Um, Top of the lake. Top of the lake. I haven't seen it. It's meant to be good. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. Whole town full of sleaz- sleazy, horrible. They're, they're all in on it. Yeah, except for one cop. Right, one good cop. That's who, right. Who, 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 That's right. Who may or may not be in um, uh, Westworld. <laughs> it's just yeah. So yes, these it is a recurring theme, and you go okay, 
seen this before. But then like the whole Epstein stuff happens and you're like, okay, well. Maybe it's there for, <laughs> there for a reason. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Um, good, good, good call. Um, I'll give you a reminds me of that's just kept hitting me over and over again the whole way through. Mm. And that was seven. Ah, yeah, due to the villain? It was, yes, it was It was the whole, the, the Riddler mm. and his elaborate yeah. way of, of exposing the underbelly yes. of society. There was that. Um, there were sort of the, the riddles and the clues themselves. Um, and then there was the moment where you get the Batman and the Riddler meeting for the first time and there's the whole didn't you know her head was in the box all the time <laughs> like there's that kind of thing going yeah. on like he's all of that was in there and it, i just i could not break I, it came up like i don't know maybe 10 times through the film where i was like oh, wow this is wow. so seven to me right now you know and and i just would i would love to know i'd love to get into matt reeves head and see if that was one of the uh one of the big pictures like in the middle of his mood board mm. you know I bet it was. I bet it was. That was such a um, pivotal film too, wasn't it? It was great yeah. at the time. Yeah. And it's got that same kind of dark, gritty, mm. you know, what you were seeing is is just the underbelly of, of society mm. and how close we all are to just depravity, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Um, the length. Did the length bother you? It did a little bit. Um, because three hours is long. Mm. It's hard to sit through anything that's three hours. Uh, however, I forgave it. I forgave it because it was all pretty entertaining. Yeah. It did drag it. I'm just trying to, I can't place exactly. There was a moment where I thought, you know what? I'm feeling it. Yeah. I can probably speak to this. It was, <laughs> you could. Well, no, you, you go first. I was going to say it was, it was definitely the second half of the second act. Yes, correct. Somewhere in there, I went. Bingo. I can feel it. But that's a lot of second halves of second acts. Well, I think the second half of the second act was when it started to jump a few sharks as well. Yeah. And what I loved oh, about good. it so so much through the whole film, I was loving this for most of it, mm. but really thinking all the decisions were the right decisions. Um, and then suddenly when... You know, we had to get into the action of stuff and start resolving things. Um, it lost me a bit. Like when they went to uh, what's it called, Gotham, um, uh, Gotham Square Garden or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, when it got to there, it started to feel like the the start of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Right. You know, when he he went from being a real person to acting like a superhero. Yeah. And it just seemed to not match the rest of it. And then that that part of the film both lost me in in the way it was done. Yeah. And I started to fatigue a bit in in how long it went. Yeah. For example, like he he very actorly <laughs> uh jumps into the water and then saves about five people, you know, from <laughs> but we've just had yeah. the the you know the the levees of the city yeah. break. Yeah. And millions of people are drowning. Millions of people are drowning. And then he does uh, does this this big show off he jump in into the water and and literally these people are they're not even in danger. <laughs> They're, they're, they're just they're standing there <laughs> yeah. and he, he just sort of says, oh, this way, folks. Yeah, I agree. That was a and it was, that it was, was a weak moment. It was I agree. ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the fact that I still love the film, even though it had this ridiculous moment in it. Yeah. Um, no, I think the whole Madison Square Garden thing mm -hmm. was one of the weaker sections of the film for mm -hmm. sure. And that happened in the second act of the second of the second. Yeah, second I guess. Part of the second act, I think. I guess that's uh, mm. well, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, was that the climax of the film? Like, what? what I can't. I'm just trying to remember well, what there happened after that. There are a few climaxes. Yeah. Anyway, but you're right. I think that was a bit of a weak moment. Um, and just you know, once this whole thing descends into you know how mm. many times Batman can get shot and how many mm. things he can jump from and still get by, like it's you. You can get away with it a little bit, but mm. that that one did feel like we were pushing slightly. Yeah. Okay, I have another reminds me of. 
Okay. It's broad. Hit me. Broad. It's broad. It's more of a genre than an actual film. Wow. That's, is that breaking our rules? It's breaking rules. It's not really reminds me of. It's actually... It's a talking point. It's a talking point. So film noir, we have to speak about film noir, right? Because mm-hmm. that's kind of what this whole thing is. Yeah, it is. Um, I don't really have good references for this because I just don't know if I am a big aficionado of this genre. It's just not a thing that I really get into in general. Um, but, you know, you can't probably not mention Dick Tracy, Chinatown... I don't know some others. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention one of my rooms. Oh, great! Of Please do. Um, it doesn't quite fit in, but Perry Mason. And when I say Perry Mason, I mean the TV, the, the recent TV yeah. version of Perry Mason. Nice. Yeah, and yeah. I was reminded of Perry Mason the in the first frame. So it when it says the Batman and with the titles, and it was so like it filled the screen, mm-hmm. and it really. It gave me a tingle in yep. some way and it reminded me of it, the Perry Mason titles really have stayed with me because they're, they're, you know, big and bold. I don't know if you remember them. but um, yeah. uh, And that just felt different. It felt 50s. It felt noir. It, it felt detective. Yes. And, and that detective sort of vibe really, really is emphasized early in the film. Yes. And, and even a, to the point of the voiceover. Yeah. You know, yeah. Opening the film, which, you know, just gets you right in that zone, doesn't it? Straight away. I was going to ask you about the voiceover. Did you like I think we've we've talked about voiceovers before. Yep. Um some are good, some are bad. Did you did I, you dig this one? I had no problems with it. It felt like it was a mood setter more mm-hmm. than anything. Because mm-hmm. it doesn't really it does come back later, but it's not really a consistent element yeah. through the story and it felt like uh again just matt reeve saying here's what we're doing folks this mm-hmm. is what this is a we're gonna paint this thing quite heavily to start with and get you in the mood you know what you're up for mm-hmm. and take it from there that's that's what it felt like to me it was a nod to the genre wasn't it yeah 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 and a successful one because it yep. got us really in there yeah and what i loved about that vibe was and this is this is a combination of the the physicality of the bat the humanness of this batman and the detective part like when early on he enters the crime scene yeah and he's this ridiculous he's a guy in a bat suit yeah. for Christ's sake <laughs> yeah and he he's entering a real life crime scene and what i really loved was that it's a ridiculous situation mhm but the, the characters in the film were finding it ridiculous. You've got yeah. people saying, what, what on earth is this guy all about? Yeah. Why is he here? Yeah. And that mirrored what we were feeling as an audience. That's great. And that actually made it realistic because, like, you can then say, okay, well, they don't believe it, so therefore the film is believable. Love it. Nice scripting. Yeah, but ha- I, I can still visualise that uncomfortable feeling of them you know, looking at the body and everything, and then him awkwardly, yeah, with a with a mask and everything, just standing there. And he's an awkward character. Mm. People talk to him, and he just doesn't actually know what to say half the time. Yeah, he's you awkward. Know the, you know, the way some Batman characters, you get the sense that like he's too cool to say something. Yeah, you, you with Pattinson, you feel like he doesn't know what to say sometimes. But like, don't you love that? I love that. I, yeah, I loved it too. But it's such a different take. It's just like he's yeah. quiet because. He legitimately doesn't actually know how to respond in this moment. Yeah. Because uh, anything he says will be awkward and, you know, might give away too much or so he's just being quiet. But that's what makes <laughs> it's what makes him so op- so complex a character yes. because he's through the whole three hours, he's always open to changing. Mm. And being, you know, led into some different direction. Yeah, you're right. Um, he, he's not some flat comic book hero. Yeah. The the, the scenes I loved um, that were quite sexy for a superhero film with him and Zoe Kravitz. Uh, you know, the some of their moments. Yeah. Together were, you know, there were pregnant pauses there where you're thinking, okay, like, is there some 
chemistry here. What's what's he thinking? What's he going to do? Yeah. He's actually a he's actually a human man or boy. Yeah, in a mask, wondering how to you know, uh, with not much, much experience, yeah. wondering how to deal with this little sex pot that's that's trying to right. um, flirt with him. That That's a great, for, just for a second, let's just focus or talk about the fact that you start off with, with, Zoe, with Zoe Kravitz's character, Selena, mm. in a relationship with a woman. Mm. And, you th- and at first my thought was, okay, we're eliminating that element. From this story, we're gonna like the writers have gone. Let's simplify uh, things here yeah. and say, um, Selena's a lesbian, she's not gonna be interested in Batman. Batman's gonna know it straight away because he's he knows that there she's she was with this uh Russian chick or whoever mm. she was, and so you think, okay, that's 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 where we're going, okay, cool. And then next thing you know, um, you know, Selena's kind of hitting on him and. That was interesting. Another interesting choice. I I actually thought that was great. And he's not prepared for it. He's you not. Know, he doesn't know what to do with it. This Batman is is not a uh, <laughs> no. you know a worldly Batman. <laughs> no, he doesn't know what he's doing. The poor man. Yeah. Um. And you can see him just struggling with yeah with this new information. Like he's he spent his life on you know vengeance. Yes. Um. And he's completely. When was the last time he got laid? <laughs> no, it's been a long time. He's yeah. He's he's <laughs> he not prioritised that part of his life. Plus, his suit's too tight, so it's really uncomfortable <laughs> downstairs <laughs> every time she gets close to him. Yeah, that's that true. <laughs> he didn't factor that into the design. He didn't factor that into the design. Yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> Back on the film noir for a second. Yes, please. Because it does remind me of a. Final remind me of that I couldn't shake, and that is Blade Runner. Ah, okay. The Ridley Scott Blade Runner mm. more than the Villeneuve Blade Runner. I haven't seen that one. You saw the second one. Really? No, disgustingly. <sighs> wow. What did we see of Villeneuve? Recently? We saw June recently. June, of yeah. course. No, I haven't seen Blade Runner. There you go. Um, but the, the world, the vehicles, the... Mm. The, the characters, the humans, mm. the sort of underbelly, all of that, I just was like, okay, we've got Film Noir, we've got Seven, we've got Blade Runner, what else is on the mood board? But yeah. I felt like those those three things were, were big themes. Oh, Nolan, of course. It's interesting you, you mentioned that because I think the cinematographer mm. is the same same cinematographer that was on Dune. Oh really? Yeah, we can cut this out if I'm wrong. Um, he's an Aussie. Um, Greg Greg Fraser. Yeah, he's an Aussie. Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Okay, I hope I'm right, but I I, I read amazing. I read somewhere that, that 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 was the case. And yeah. if that's the case, well, if it's not the case, firstly, forgive me. Yeah. You know, I'm look. I'm just you know, I'm not a not an expert at these things. Um, but if it is the case, looking that shit right up. Right, you are. Yeah, okay. Right now. Uh, the you've got Dune, which is really starkly desert planet, you yeah. know, bright. Um, it's got a real vibe about it. Um, this film, the cinematography was just superb, mm. I thought, and the the creation of this world that's always. <laughs> we just had a beep. We did. It is. Oh, it's full. We've got no more wide. That's right. We'll just go without a wide. Okay. The creation of this world that's that's always raining, that the Batman's shoes are always sodden. Greg Fraser. It, it is Greg Fraser. He's got an I in his name. So I want to say Greg, but I don't know if that's how he pronounces it. Wow, Greg. It's either but, Greg or Greg Fraser. Well, it could be like the Americans say Craig. Really? Greg. Oh. Yeah, could be. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he uh, writer, is, Greg, writer. He, he's at the top of his game right now. No, he's great. Everybody wants to work with him. He's amazing. He's killing I think we want since him Since Rogue One, since uh, what happened before Rogue One? Did he do Lion? He did Lion. Yeah, he's been killing it. He's notching him up. Like, yeah. I think we, if he's an Aussie, we want him on our on our show. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get him. Folks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, in a couple of years. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Uh, but, you know, imagine doing Dune yeah. and then doing Batman. They're polar opposites. 
but the uh, yeah the, the feeling of this wet just ugly uh boot sodden environment like Gotham every time batman gets out of his car yeah you can feel the squelch squelch of his shoes and you think how do you how do you work in these conditions mate <laughs> you know it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not superhero stuff yeah. it's like a real real world yeah um absolutely situation do you know what I wanted to 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 raise? No. Well, the fact that our um our guy behind the scene, the maestro, mm-hmm. is not here today. Yeah, that saddens me. It does sadden me too because it means that the editing is going to be harder because he normally Way does harder. this sort of stuff on the fly. And we just lost our wide. And we just lost our wide shot. So if you <laughs> so you got even harder again. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, so the maestro is not here, but we have had a a um, segment. Called the moment with my Ma- yes, moment with Maestro. Yes, yes. Oh, shame! It's my favourite segment of the show because yeah. it means we get to relax and just listen to what the Maestro says. Do you want us to imagine what he would say? Well, I, I just wondered if we could, you know, say our own moments. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Moments. Yeah. Our own. Your. So I think you must start. I think I have to start yeah. while you think about it. Yeah. And if you don't think of one, that's that's forgivable. Yeah. But I've got a moment, and that is the moment when. He's on Batman, the Batman, is on the, you know, the roof of some building. Oh, yes. It's great and moment. he's he's clearly about to jump off and we don't know what mechanism, you know, he has in mind to survive this this jumping off the building. Uh, but he's he's scared. He's not sure if he, he wants to do it. Yeah. And, um, and that's a real human moment and I... I Really felt for him there, and he he jumped off. He did it, and it, it felt like it was the first time he was testing this crazy stuff that he had. Like he he sort of puffed up yeah. like a puffer fish, and just sort of glided like a bat. Yep, actually like a bat. And it was, and and he, he ended up sort of hitting a, a bridge and hurting himself. But but he still did it, and power to him because he he was nervous about it. Legitimately scary, and he almost like wings a building on the way through as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that was my moment in in honor of of the maestro who's not here. That's a great moment. I'm just trying to think what the maestro would say would be <laughs> his moment. Perhaps we can ask him next next episode. Yeah, I think we might have to. Um look, for me anything with Totoro mm. in it is great and I just so loved seeing him as a as a mob boss in this. It was just so much fun. He's yeah. solid, isn't he? He's just just um like he didn't steal the show or anything, but he he played his part and he played it well. And you you believe the character, yeah. Like, you know, you really you really you, you forget any other role he's played, and you're you're with him there. Yep, hundred percent. Um, yeah, that's cool. Mm. I wish I wish Maestro was here with his moment. <laughs> have you got any last things you want to say about the film? Um, let's see. Do I have any last reminds me of? I, I do have – I've got a couple of quickies. Okay. Um, the Wrestler. Now, right. The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Uh, there were just a few shots of this film where you see the Batman from behind and you, you see it from yeah. his perspective, usually like walking through the streets Tom Cruise style. But the the shot was very wrestler. I, I really remember those shots of the wrestler, just you know, with the camera. You see the back of his head walking down corridors and stuff. You know what? That was a real look. There was a real look to that film. And mm. um, yes, I I on the mood board there had to be one of those low from behind shots with the big kind of shoulders filling the frame. Yes. That feels like the weight of the world is on that person's shoulders as they walk down a hallway. Like that was in this film for sure. That's yeah. exactly the vibe I was I was yeah. reminded of. This yeah. was the it was the weight of it. So it was less a cinema device yeah. and and more a character building thing. Yeah. That it was, yeah, just you felt that this Batman had, you know, the weight on him, just like Mickey Rourke had yeah. in that film. Great. Um and the last one, um, is Rear Window, which I'm sure we've mentioned in other films, uh, in relation yeah. to other films. Uh, the opening of, of this film, 
that very much bought into the detective type of stuff right was for some time all about looking at stuff happening through windows and his backstory was presented through win- through you know apart other apartments across the way beautiful mm. yeah there's that wonderful opening shot that hitchcock did i mean i, I believe we, i think we talked about this that whole set was built right but yeah fascinating um, there's this wonderful shot right at the start where you're looking through a, through a window at all the other apartments on mm. the other side of the courtyard and uh, it's so effective. And this, you're right, this film starts with that. It's a great moment too because you've got the Riddler's heavy breathing the whole time as well. I don't even remember that. He's yeah. breathing. It's like you, you, so it's uncomfortable and yeah. you can tell he's you – can, you, you can see – the chain of movements. It's like here are the people. Mm. There's the skylight that I'm going to go through. Yeah, yeah, it was good. That was a that was a great moment. And and early in the film, I think it was a very, it it really set the scene and the point of difference mm-hmm. to all the other Batman that yes. have existed before. Because it was, was a long shot too. Mm. It was a long shot. It was sort of like this weird point of view thing with heavy breathing over it, mm. and it's raining and it's gritty. Yeah, it was good. Mm. Gets you into the film. It does. Yeah. And it shows him as a, a detective, as a noir yep. character, as, as all these things which are the important to establish because given given our prejudice that we thought, okay, what's going to be different about this crap? Yeah. Um, to, to set it early what, you know, what is different is important and that I would, I would say that's what Gave us a lot of goodwill to to sit through the rest. I agree. It's those moments early on where you're like, "Wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be." This mm. is this film has lots of points of difference mm. straight away. You know, I've got two last things that just popped into my head of, while I was watching it. I didn't really want to mention them here, but now that they were, we're talking, I will because I just don't know why they're there. Um, I haven't like seen the film for a while. Well, the Bone Collector. Have you? Do you did you see that film? Well, I think I have, but I think it may have been forgettable. It is forgettable <laughs> on some level. I'd have to see it again, but there was something about is that is that Angelina Jolie? Yeah, and Denzel Washington, I think. Denzel, I think I'm Denzel out after Macbeth. <laughs> after Macbeth, <laughs> um, but there was something about um, the 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 kind of it had a sort of orangey, gritty kind of grade to it mm. um, that really that it made it pop into my head a couple of times while I was watching this. Mm. But so I haven't seen the film for a long time. So did the grade stand out to you? Yeah, it did. Okay. It's almost um, monochromatic at times, mm. but it's like an orangey, browny, kind of dirty monochromatic vibe, mm. which suits the film. Yeah, it, it works, definitely. And it works for the world. I'm not sure I'm filmic enough to have picked that up, but um, the vibe I certainly picked up. Anyway, that's a non that's a non reminds me of really. Well, the only other thing I'd mention as far as um, jumping the shark uh, is the fact that the the Batman always seems to have a little UV sort of light on him. Mm-hmm. He seems to have whatever he needs at the time. He does, yeah. He has um, whatever he needs. But yeah. the, a UV light that he's just you know, whenever there's some co- riddle to be solved, true. Um, the answer seems to be shine the UV light on it, and it will display. That's true. You know, which is a bit similar actually to Uncharted. You know, remember that that was all about riddles and right. and burning the. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Showing the, the <laughs> it's lighter always, to it's always the invisible ink. The invisible ink with a bit. Yeah, of heat. yeah, yeah. So, um, I think we've got a through line in some of our films that we've been <laughs> reviewing. Okay. There you go. Yeah, it's a good call. I mean, I guess if you're solving crimes, UV light's useful. Is it UV light? What's it, blue light? Whatever they uh, whatever a... they look for blood and semen with that that light. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah I think it's good. It's we're good going to have down on down a rabbit hole for okay. no reason. Um, <laughs> I think that's all I've got. That's it, man. I think we've I think we've covered it. There's yeah. there's loads more to talk about, but we're tapped out. Yep. Yeah. I love this though. I I give this a a solid. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. I was, I was going to give it a number. <laughs> I'd probably give it an eight out of ten, actually. Really? Yeah. I know we don't do that, but yeah. you know, um, yeah, I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. Uh, three hours is a lot, but it got me. I agree. I agree. I want to see it again. Last thing. Yeah. I know we've finished, 
another reminds me of is the joke is Joker. Yes. Um, Great call. That has to be said. You're right. And and the reason this, does I, this film exist without Joker in, in quite the same way that it is here? Like I think it's an it's it's an influence. Well, I think it's almost a missed opportunity because it feels like it could exist in the same world as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Mm. So yes, it's almost a shame that like he he's so splendid. Yeah, Joaquin. It's a shame that we we haven't just merge the two as much as you you love your new joker um it, it's the same grittiness the same realness i almost wish we were we were further exploring that universe but it's an interesting idea yeah yeah it's an interesting idea okay um, it's, it's too late for interesting ideas yeah. so yeah i'll just take that away with us to yep. think about okay well, um, until next time, which yeah. I, I don't know what we're reviewing next time, but I don't think I don't think we have a plan yet. It's bound to be a ripper. Yes, and we'll have the maestro back. Yes, we will. All right. See you next time, Doc. See you, Baron. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>